This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger at WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. It's CoorsLight.com SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace of buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP and your first deposit receipt up to $500 of bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play for free and pay games for real cash prizes. You win as much as $40,000 in one entry. And I'm going to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download our SGPN app you know, for all our free picks and podcasts. All right, DJs, welcome back to the Golf Gambling Podcast. If you hear this raspy voice, uh, that is what chronic laryngitis sounds like. And this is the product of going to Masters, uh, not being properly dressed on Saturday when it was the second coldest round at the Masters since 2007. But you know what? Hey, I am here. I owe you guys a preview. It's a day late because I was exhausted coming back from Augusta yesterday. I have had to watch my kid, which, by the way, thank you. Uh, two and a half year old uh, princess of golf, uh, my daughter, for basically being very well behaved and crawling up on the couch and watching the Masters of me, just very comfortable in uh, my lap. So thank you, I appreciate that. But yeah, it is uh, my is me, Steve Shermer, going solo because uh, we were going to do two shows tonight. I clearly cannot do two with this voice. I probably shouldn't even be doing one at this point. You all probably can barely understand what I'm saying. But you know what? I'm going to pound this out. I'm going to give you guys a preview of the RBC Heritage. We're going to go from there. But before I do, uh, so as you guys know, I went to the Masters. And I'll just give a little quick story about, you know, just a general overview about what I experienced. And, I mean, somehow it exceeded my expectations, which, you know, I, I didn't think was possible because Augusta National was built up so much. But I think my favorite moment of the Masters was uh, so, you know, if you go, you will understand that TV doesn't do justice of how hilly and just how much elevation there is to this place. It is a beautiful piece of property. And there came a point when everybody rolled through the front nine on Friday. I wanted to actually go walk the golf course and just see it for myself. So I had a park with my dad behind the 18 green who gets he's having a little trouble getting around nowadays and especially on a very hilly golf course like Augusta National. So I am just buying a beer and the front nine was empty and I just walked it. I walked up from tee box to green and there was no one around except for me and the maintenance crews. I pretty much got to go wherever the heck I want. I went across the fairways at my leisure. I walked around each green. I just stood there and mired all the bunkers. I, you know, and I did that for 13 holes. I ended up catching the leaders around Amen Corner, which is great. Got to see them play 13. And then by that point, I ended up catching the Tigers group. And then there was a lot of people around. I didn't get to get up close to probably 15, 16 as I would have liked. But overall, though, just the fact I was able to walk around and Augusta National with no one around, just myself, nature at the golf course was just, it was bliss. It was great. So, uh, you know, I'll talk about more of that tomorrow. But uh, until then, why well, take a quick break? And then I will quickly run through this tournament because A, my voice is not going to allow it and it'll probably be gone by the end of this. And B, there's not really a whole lot to say. It's kind of a bullet point template of what you really want to do. All right, <clears throat> let's first start with WinBet. So make sure to get down to WinBet's $10 a win to 
$10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the win own build your own bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gaming problem, call 800 And let's have our NBA Playoffs Bracket Challenge. So we just had our driver giveaway. Well, for the NBA Playoffs, we're going to have something for that too. So just in time, the NBA Playoffs SBN is giving away $500 in their Bracket Challenge. Completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash NBA playoffs or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. All right, let's talk about the field real quick. So a lot of guys played last week at the Masters, obviously, and they're going to take the week off. Uh, you know, we're starting to get a really jam-packed part of the schedule where it's going to be major every month. So guys seeing this week off, but there's there's a few big names that end up making the uh, trip over the harbor town it's a very quick drive i think it's only about an hour and change over to the to uh hilton head and probably the biggest name in the field is justin thomas again played well at the masters um you know after a poor start on thursday he ended up rallying for a top 10 finish you know again though it kind of got away from him <clears throat> but so he comes to harbor town this week you know, there's some things to like about me. I think he's the top player on uh, DraftKings, so that might be a little priced out for you. But yeah, I mean, he's playing. You also have Colin Morikawa, who you know Rory stole the show on Sunday, but you know Morikawa made a charge of his own. He shot a final around 67. He had pulling out from the bunker on 18 too with a uh, Rory. Like that was actually a pretty great moment on a Sunday that kind of lacked a little bit of juice at times. So, and uh, he almost won Harbor Town last year. So that's a guy to be able to watch uh, this year, you know? I mean, like, you know, he clearly showed he can play it last year. Maybe, you know, he'll do a little better. And then some other notables in the field, you got Patrick Cantlay, Dustin Johnson, Corey Connors, Tommy Fleetwood, Jordan Spieth, Son JM, Cam Smith, who was coming off a heartbreak at the Masters after hitting in the water on 12, like so many people have done before him. Uh, in my article, if you want to go see the full field, click here. So <clears throat> let's give a quick, a quick uh, overview of Harbortown because, again, my voice is uh, – I'm on borrowed time at this point. So <clears throat> Harbortown was built in 1967 by Pete Dye with consultation from Jack Nicholas. And the funny thing about that is it seems like over time Jack has kind of put more of his style into this place um, over the years. It's gotten to a point where you actually go to Jack Nicholas's uh, golf architecture website. He actually credits himself as the builder of uh, Harbortown Golf Links. Not Pete Dye. He has just usurped that title. So, but regardless, this is one of the more popular golf venues in America. It's a, it's a bucket list uh, golf course for a lot of people. You know, because it's it's a pretty good for the amateurs to play. It's not overly long. Uh, the bunkers aren't all that penal. It's relatively shallow and very playable. Um, I think the only things that are a challenge for an amateur are the greens are really tiny. They're only 3,700 square feet in area, which is the second smallest on the PG Tour. Um, they're also well guarded by bunkers and water hazards, you know, as you would expect with the Pete Dye golf course. There's also trees everywhere. It's a great golf course where, you know, a guy like my dad who just hits it straight every time. You know, it doesn't hit the, the longest, but he just keeps out of the trees. But, you know, if you're someone who tries to overpower the place, you might be dead and then for a long time, you know, along uh, 
brown because if you find a slice or a hook, you're gonna be hitting the trees all day. It's not gonna, you know, go well for you. So <coughs> excuse me. So I think just of all the peak dye golf courses, this is probably this isn't my favorite. And it's more just from the sense of, I mean, like I th- I think playing it would be different, but just watching it on TV, at least for the first like 14, 15 holes, it seems really repetitive. It's just very narrow tree line like it's hard to kind of gauge where these guys are on the golf course you know there's not a whole lot of real standout characteristics that lets me know oh they're on hole 12 well they're on hole eight so um but the closing stretch of holes are really fun so starting with the 16th hole that is a 434 yard par four um it's Got a lot of Pete Dye tricks to it. So it has a huge fairway bunker all the way to the left with some church pews in it. Uh, but the hole also has a giant tree right in the middle of the fairway, which causes a lot of inconvenience if you hit driver there and you're on the wrong side of it. It's about 330 out, but it protects, you know, basically um, if you hit it too far, it's going to protect the great side of the green. So if the pin's there, you got to play more towards the bunker. It's just another one example of like Pete Dye just being kind of a jerk. Like, why is this tree in the middle of this fairway? Uh, and then there's a couple of tricky bunkers around uh, 16, 17, though. That's that's a really tricky hole, uh, especially if it's into the prevailing wind off the sound. It's 174 yards, uh, plays into the wind. There's a couple of really nasty bunkers uh, right of the green. The green is also pretty, you know, uh, pretty undulated. There's a very narrow rectangular bunker to the right there, too, that, you know, if you're just on the wrong side of it. It's impossible to get up and down. There's a lot of cool, you know, pin position to put out. And then the 18th hole, definitely an iconic hole. It's wide open. Uh, you know, you have the sound to your left. And it's a pretty wide fairway, but the approach shot in is very tough, very long, especially when it's windy. And you see the Harbor Town, um, uh, you know, the lighthouse down the distance and the restaurant. It's just a very iconic closing hole. So, um, you know, it, it, I posted a video from a guy named Mark Crossfield. He usually does golf instructional videos, but he also does vlogs of when he plays very famous golf courses. I posted a video of him playing the 16th or 18th hole. Definitely something to check it out. You'll get a little bit of flavor of how the golf course plays. So why don't we take another break, and then we'll start breaking down some betting strategies. All right, let's talk about Coors Light. And it's a hectic time of year between, you know, weddings, graduations, spring sports, going to the Masters. You know, we're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we need to take a second for ourselves. So when you do that, why enjoy an ice cold Coors Light? Because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. And, you know, do you always feel like you're just always on? Like, you know, you're pressed to perform and, you know, you know, be in a lot of social situations 24-7. But, you know, Coors Light, that's a great way to just mellow out, relax, take the edge off a little bit. It really helps you in those situations. So, you know, there's only one beer for me. You know, it's Coors Light. I love drinking and watching golf. Just, you know, take it on the golf course. It's it's really great. You know, it's cold, refreshing, tastes great too, you know. So, um, you know, so what I need to, you know, take a little minute for myself or enjoy myself on the golf course, I grab a Coors Light. So uh, drink responsibly though um, and have fun. All right, let's talk about Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? You know, it's one delicious scoop of AG1. You're observing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, you know, superfoods, probiotics, antigens, 
uh, to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. You know, maybe it can even help my voice. So maybe I should try that too. It all costs you less than three hours a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than, you know, your cold brew habit. So AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens starts has over 7,000 five-star reviews. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP. And, you know, take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let me take a swig of water and then we'll talk about the uh, betting strategies. All right, that didn't help at all. So let's break down a little bit of nuts and golf, bolts and golf course first. So Harbor Town, like I mentioned, short track, par 71, just a shade under 7,200 yards. It's pretty short. Uh, three par fives, one of them is just a shade under 500 yards. Another one I think is like 540 and another one is like 588. Think about these one some of these par fives though, you know, even though they're short. <clears throat> uh, number two, it bottlenecks around 270. So that might be one where you might not see a whole lot of driver there, maybe just three woods just to stay short of the bottleneck. But after that, if you're in the fairway, it's very reachable. Same thing with number six. Number 15, that one is very difficult to reach in two because um, it kind of is an S-shaped. The green is tucked well left behind a row of trees. You basically have to hit a perfect drive down the fairway and then try and hit a blind shot over the trees towards the green. There's a water hazard left too. You know, there's a lot of things that can kind of go wrong there. Um, uh, it's also overseed at this time of year. Greens are overseed with Poetry Trivialis. Fairways and rougher overseed with ryegrass. Uh, they've had a really cold... Um, uh, winter months too and it's also been kind of wet lately uh so i expect this wouldn't be a situation like last year's valspar where even though it's overseas some of the premiums coming up i expect this to be mostly overseeded uh golf course the greens also run 11 and a half and sit me near the very tiny too all right while we talk about the relative skill set chart i post that on my uh my preview every week if you can't understand a word i'm saying go to that because i'm just going to summarize it and there's really only two things that stand, or there's a couple things, well, not just two. There's a couple things stand out with the relative skill set chart. First of all, seems like shorter hitters actually have more of an advantage here. There is very little correlation and usually not many, a uh, whole lot of guys with a ton of pop up towards the top of the leaderboard. You know, I, I think this golf course, <coughs> excuse me, actually does favor a shorter hitter, where if you're really accurate off the tee, you can hit a driver and actually hit it a little farther than a guy who, Usually his driver has to club down because it's just it doesn't fit here and they're not as accurate. Um, so there's a big correlation. You know, guys who are usually pretty accurate off the tee, a little bit of a correlation towards finish towards the leaderboard. Around the green go, that's the one that has the strongest correlation. You see a ton of guys who are really good scramblers towards the top of the leaderboard. And it's a couple of reasons. First of all, really small greens. So there's a little bit higher rate of missing greens, but is also our scoring-wise, like strokes gain measured, the second easiest green size surrounds. So you would think that, you know, one way to look at it is, all right, well, it's very easy for everybody. But another way to think about it is, you know, if it's really, really easy for everybody, then if you're kind of mediocre, you're going to screw up a little bit. And if you're just elite around the greens, you can take advantage of that every single time. So 
That's something I'm really looking for this week. Guys are usually pretty accurate. Guys are pretty good around the greens. Doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of correlation to good putters, bad putters, although you think for a lot of guys who've actually won Harbor Town, they tend to be a little bit better putters too. Um, so yeah, it's on the web, but I think just high level um, from the chart, you want good scramblers and you want pretty accurate players. And, you know, I mean, uh, distance isn't really a whole thing here because guys who hit it pretty far have to clip down. Um, you know, the shorter hitters can come really hit driver on some places, um, you know, and still have an advantage. All right, let's have the approach on distribution chart too, and then we'll take another break. This is pretty clearly defined as well. High concentration of approach has between 125 and 200 yards. All of them are above PG Tour average rates. I think just eyeballing it, it's about 63%. Not many flip wedges into greens uh, because this is a positional golf course. You're kind of laying back off the tee. That creates a little bit longer approach shot. Not many shots over 200 as well. Uh, I don't know this off the top of my brain. I think there's only maybe one or two par threes or over 200 yards. And with a par five, some of them can be three-shot holes if you're out of position. And that means a little more wedges, a little more short approaches. So not many shots above 200 either. So <clears throat> I think the clear range you want to focus on this week is between 125 and 200. You know, your short to intermediate irons. I think that's where you're going to, you know, while looking for your proximity stats and performance. So, all right, why don't we take our break and then we'll start getting to who the horse for courses are and uh, some quick bets. All right, let's have a trade coffee. Uh, so, you know, Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. So, independent businesses with, from big cities and small towns, and trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Uh, all these coffee is expert tasted. Uh, they actually taste test uh, thousands of flavors of coffee to keep, you know, basically make sure everything's, you know, up to their standards. Uh, there's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you, and Trade Humans. Powered algorithm will find it. Uh, they also have a first match guarantee. You know, they're so confident that they will match you to the right uh, coffee the first time. That if you don't, I'll take your feedback and they will work to send you a uh, a new, um, uh, some new coffee. So right now, Trade Coffee is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. That's a hell of a deal, guys. So get started today by taking your quiz at drinktrade.com. So it's SGP. And with Trade, find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com. So it's SGP for $30 off. And let's talk about stable too. There are never enough things to gamble on. And one sport that runs 365 days a year, tourist racing. The best part is there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play for free and pay games for real cash prize picks. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others and move the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best, best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly. It tracks all over the United States. Again, the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app. We can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See in the winners circle. Play, race, win. All right. Let's go a couple more things and we'll start getting my picks. So here are in the field this week. <coughs> excuse me. Top 10 players in the field have gained the most strokes per round at Harbortown. Number one, Patrick Haley, who has like three top tens at this place. Uh, he's gained over two strokes per round uh, here. JT Poston's number two. 
He's gained uh, just a little over two. Luke Donald, who I think is a prototypical player, you would think do well. Harbortown, accurate, good to your mid, you know, mid irons, good putter, plus one point eight. Jim Furyk, who's won this thing twice, he's gained one point eight. Uh, first round in his career. Matt Kuchar's fifth, Emiliano Grio sixth. He finished uh, second last year. Webb Simpson, who won the COVID year. That's another thing, by the way. That COVID year back in 2020, that was mostly a Bermuda golf course, played a little easier, a little softer. You may want to throw that out in your handicapping, but still, in general, Webb has done really well at this place. So it's no surprise that a guy like him would do well here. Eight is Alex Noren, plus 1.6. Nine, Shane Lowry, coming off a really good Masters. He's been playing great all spring. He's a really popular pick to win this week. We'll see if he gets done. Number 10, Brandon Grace, a former winner back in 2016. So all these players kind of share, <clears throat> excuse me, very similar traits. I wouldn't call any of these guys bombers. I think the, probably the longest hitter on this list is Patrick Cantlay. Uh, but he tends to be have a pretty good combination of length and accuracy. That's where the accuracy fits in. All these guys have a really good short game, though, like Cantlay, Donald, Kucher, Webb, Norin, Lowry, Grace, like all those guys, elite scramblers around the green. That's kind of the secret sauce to this place. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. And so, why don't we just transition? <coughs> Excuse me. Why don't we talk about some DFS picks I like? So, uh, it seems like a lot of people are skipping the ten thousand hour range. <clears throat> uh, if the highest guy is Kyle Morikawa, which makes sense, you know, accurate, pretty good with his irons. Um, I think the guy I was targeting was Patrick Cantlay just because he hit his irons really good last week at the Masters. Uh, maybe that's kind of turned around for him a little bit. Always pretty accurate off the tee, or, you know, at least accurate relative to his, you know, the fact he's a pretty long hitter. Great scrambler, though. I think that's the most appealing part of this game and why he's been really good here. Unfortunately, he's cursed. So if you don't believe in curses, pick Cantlay. If not, maybe avoid him. Um, 9,000 armies, a lot of chalk. Lowry, Berger, Fitzpatrick. Uh, Henley, all those guys, you know, accurate, really good scramblers. That's kind of the secret sauce here. You know, I think one guy might get overlooked is Corey Connors because you don't think I'm a very good scrambler, but he's actually net positive uh, in shorts getting around the green now. Very accurate player, played well at the Masters last week. That's maybe one guy target. And so GM, um, I think the numbers don't really look all that great on him, but maybe he figured things out at the Masters um, uh, last week. His course history at Harbortown isn't all that great, but he did finish T13 last year. Great scrambler, pretty accurate. I don't think he's going to be very highly owned. That's somebody maybe target. Uh, 8,000 high range. I like a lot of guys. I mean, obviously, you might be able to go Webb. I think he's a little chalky this week, but did make the cut. The Masters hadn't been playing all that great, but maybe put him on a Webb course to do better. Uh, Billy Horschel, uh, I think he has a T5 here a couple couple years ago. Again, accurate. I, so, like, his last 50 rounds are a little up and down with his round the green game, but I think he's gained strokes around the green in, like, six of his la- last eight tournaments, so he's scrambled pretty well lately. And his iron's great, too. Uh, I think that's somebody I really like a lot this week. Harold Vard, the third, playing great, played great. The Masters finished, I think, top five here last year, and his iron's good. Decent scramble by some of the target. Alex Norton, I mentioned earlier, horse for the course. Tommy Fleetwood, he plays pretty well here, too, and he had a good Masters. A lot of guys in the eights. So if you want to skip over the nines, just kind of or the tens, just go right to the nines and eights. There's a lot of viable options. And then seven thousand hour range. I'm just going to name some guys: Kevin Na, Brian Harmon, Kevin Streelman, Troy Merritt, Russell Knox, Denny McCarthy. Kind of connection with all these guys is pretty accurate off the tee, pretty good scramblers, and a lot of them aren't really highly owned. Um, 
you know, I liked Kevin Na. I considered him the better Mowry this week. Fortunately, he's uh, cursed as well, but that doesn't mean he can't help the DFS lineup. So that might be good to go there. And then the 6,000 hour range, you got Doug Gim, who I think finished like top 30 in this event last year. Again, accurate, good scrambler. Joel Damon, he's been pretty good here. He's accurate. His desire's good. He hits his mid irons pretty well, too. Scrambling leaves a little bit to desire, but the fact he's had so much success here, I'm going to overlook it. Uh, Nate Lashley's been pretty good the last couple of tournaments, and he's in his irons great. He's a great scrambler. You know, he won a place like Pebble Beach that's shorter, has small greens, you know, really tests like your intermediate irons. That might be a guy to look at this week, too. Uh, Bryce Garnett's really good here. I think he's made the cut in like five or six events, you know, and he's really accurate and a decent scrambler. That kind of is your point of the point template. And then, listen, don't shoot the messenger, but Henrik Sense and my boys started to play a little better. He finished top 20 of Valero last year or a couple weeks ago. Starting to hit his irons pretty good. That's a really elite player who's not getting a whole lot of ownership at 6,500 bucks. And I mean, he has terrible history here, but he hasn't played this event in 10 years. So, you know, I mean, maybe he, I think maybe there is a little bit of upside with Henrik Sensen this week. The fact he's been playing so good, if he can make a cut at 6,500 bucks, finishing the top 40. You're pretty happy with it. So while we take one more break, and then I will go over who I've bet outright. All right, let's finish up the show by talking about prop swap. So we're brought to you by Prop Swap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Uh Masters Week is over, but uh there are other sports to go on. So if you want to go to Prop Swap and start buying up some NBA playoff futures, you can do that. I'm sure that there's a lot of really great tickets out there of teams or guys who maybe bought uh, futures on, I don't know, uh, the Warriors or the Jazz. I don't even know their playoffs. But this is a great opportunity to go to Prop Swap where you can find things that basically are at, you know, values are much lower than, or much lower than market. So they have fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, free activity feeds, stay in the know with all their big sales, and red hot tickets for sale. A little tier rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, let's close the show with who I bet out right now. I have eight guys on my outright card, but four of them are over 80 to 1. So at that point, just based on my structure, I only spend a little over one and a half units total. Uh, so, excuse me, I like my card. So let's go to the top. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, 22 to 1, 0.45 units. And listen, I've just been betting him a lot uh, this spring. He played okay at the Masters last week. Uh, one thing I want to mention too is like, I think like something like nine of the last 13 um, guys who have won Harbor Town played in the Masters the previous week. I think only one of them finished inside the top 10. So trying to target some guys who, I mean, I'm getting a little bit of everything. I'm trying to target some guys that like played the Masters or good course was here. Maybe didn't make a whole lot of noise last week. Maybe get to a golf course that are a little better for them. You know, and maybe they do a little better. So let's start with Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think he was like T15 last week. Uh, listen, he just, you're going to hear the narrative all week. Likes Harbor Town and for good reason. Short and it plays with strengths. He's really accurate. Great scrambler. That's good for him. So Matthew Fitzpatrick, 22 to 1. Uh, Son JM, I know he finished top 10 last week at the Masters, but I got him 40 to 1. That's, I think that's just too good of a price on him for a guy who, again, accurate, a good scrambler. You know, he start, 
He's the type of guy where I feel like if he starts playing well, you kind of got to start riding at 41 for a guy, you know, who I have a lot of respect for. It's pretty good. Uh, you got Billy Horschel, 42 to one. Again, a guy who tend, would fit this place, you know, accurate, good, uh, good iron player, good scrambler, you know, not the longest off the tee. He has a T five here uh, a couple of years ago. So I, I bet him and then Russell Henley, 45 to one again, short, accurate, good iron player, good scrambler. Uh, he played all right last week at the Masters, but it wasn't really in contention. So maybe he, this he's you know circling this week for an opportunity to actually do well. And then some long shots. I think Tom Hoagie just at eighty to one is uh, you know it's not disrespectful. I think, but I think it's a little bit of a value just considering he won at Amex. You know he you know Pete Dye golf course uh, almost won the players. Pete Dye maybe he has a thing about being really good at Pete Dye golf courses. You know he's been really good at Pebble too. Like. He's really good with his intermediate irons. And, you know, he's a good scrambler too. So you know what? Maybe this is maybe he can pick up a second way of the year uh, here at Harbor Town. Uh, Brian Harmon, hundred to one. Uh, I know he played pretty poorly last week at the Masters, but that was not built for Brian Harmon just being really short. Now he's going to come to Harbor Town. A little better weather. You know, it's not a long golf course. <clears throat> um, his overall history. Is on the great because I think he's bombed when he's bombed out, he's bombed out really bad. But I think he has like three or four top tens here. So I like him. And then two guys uh um that were not, didn't play the master, but I just think they're playing really well lately. Uh Kevin Streelman, 101 plays really good here. Again, accurate, good scrambler. And his iron's really good lately. I think he finished like top 20 at Valero. He's had a lot of good finishes lately. He finished like T7 at Valspar too. That's in our overseas, you know, tree line golf course. You kind of see a little bit of crossover as far as guys do well. Harbortown guys do well there. So I like him. And then Danny McCarthy, 130 to 1, finished T13 last year. I uh, finished T18 at Valero. He's going to hit his irons a little better lately. That's another guy. Accurate. Good around the green. That's kind of what I'm going for. So yeah, I got eight guys, but I didn't have to invest a whole lot of capital on just because four of those guys are 80 to 1 or more. It kind of just takes some stands. And considering I uh, uh, took uh, one of my books to the woodshed, I. Uh, this week, last weekend, which we'll talk about tomorrow, uh, if I have a voice, um, I had a little bit of cash to play with. So you know what? I always have fun. That's my outright betting card, and we'll go over the rest of my bets uh, tomorrow. All right, that's it. Uh, this will be one show that appears in your feed tonight. Uh, this is just my solo show. Uh, Boston Capper and Brian Kirshner will be doing a DFS show a little later on. So enjoy that for all their picks. Uh, you can cross-reference what they feel, what I think this week. And then tomorrow I will be on the show with Boston Capper uh, going over the rest of our Bennett cards. So uh, pray for me uh, tonight. Hopefully my voice comes back. Uh, yes, I am finally seeing a doctor about this tomorrow. Hopefully they can fix it. But until then, uh, thanks for putting up with my raspy voice. And uh, we'll hopefully talk to you tomorrow.